Thanks for listening to the Unlocking Athletes podcast, presented by the EAX Athlete Academy, where we dive into youth sports and everything that comes with it. I'm your host, Nate Woodruff, Athlete Academy Director and General Manager of Evolution Athletics Gym in West End, North Carolina, along with my good friend Tyler Crump, CrossFit coach extraordinaire out of Greensboro, North Carolina. What's up, everybody? We hope you enjoyed Episode 9 last week as we talked about goal setting and how to set SMART goals. Part of our SMART acronym was the word AUTHENTIC and making sure that your goals align with who you are and what you value. That sparked an interesting conversation and we wanted to dive into it a little bit deeper this week. In this episode, we talk about the importance of values using the framework of a great book by Greg Everett called Becoming Tough. We live in a very instant gratification, self-serving, and weakening society in a lot of ways. As coaches, we preach toughness to our athletes constantly, but rarely do we define it and talk about practical ways to improve it. Coach Everett does a great job of giving us some context to discuss toughness and how we can apply the principles to our jobs as leaders and coaches. We hope you enjoy this episode of Unlocking Athletes. All right. Um, So today we'll kind of jump into the background of kind of how to set goals. So last week or two weeks ago, the podcast we tried to get put up, uh, we talked about goals and like I said, this is probably what we should have done before that. Uh, so we'll kind of backtrack and talk through just value systems, um, how you set your values. Uh, a lot of what, a lot of what I kind of go through with people on this is in in the context of like building, either setting goals or building some kind of like mental toughness and how your values impact that. Essentially, um, I think before we talk about being a tougher athlete or anything like that. Like it starts with your character. Um, and obviously your values kind of go into that. So, um, I'll be referencing a lot of stuff from Greg Everett's book, becoming tough. Um, if you don't know who Greg Everett is a big time weightlifting coach, um, founder of catalyst athletics or catalyst weightlifting, whatever you call it. Um, but he wrote a book called becoming tough. He's way smarter than me. Uh, so I just kind of pulled pieces of his book actually have the four kind of pillars of toughness written on our, our board at the gym um, and kind of some basics that, that I use there. But I guess, you know, starting off, what do you, what do you kind of think of when you, when you hear values? Um, Like, is there a certain kind of way that you set your values? Is there anything that you use with uh, people you coach? You talk about that at all? Kind of what is, what's kind of your initial thoughts? Um, I think, I mean, I think a lot of it's, at least starts with or stems from honestly just the type of person you are right like um i don't know how to say this gingerly but people that have had their entire lives handed to them value things very differently than people that have always had to fight for something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i think that there's it it's it's a very individualized thing i mean which almost everything in life is but um, I think it's very individualized and it starts with just who you are as a person. Um, and again, that's that you can get into the whole like nurture versus nature argument of like, is that built in through your parents? Is that just that's who you are and that's how you were born? You know, so um, that's my initial start with values. But it's um, I also think that they can change as as you go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think in, in my world, especially in like the sport coaching world with football, uh, we see that a lot as far as like the types of athletes that you see, um, you know, we'll play some teams that are from, you know, maybe some lower income type areas that have had to really like fight for everything that they've had or that they get in their life. Um, and you just find like they're dogs most of the time, like they're just dudes that will fight you tooth and nail for every single thing. Um, and so it's it's a it's definitely a different dynamic than playing, you know, maybe some schools that are a little bit higher, higher income areas um, that, like you said, have kind of been given a lot of stuff throughout their time. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a different dynamic there uh, from the sport coaching realm. I concur. I will also not be <laughs> referencing that book because I haven't read it. That's all right. We can talk about kind of the pillars of it. Um, yeah, so the, the first one is, is character. Right. And, and I think the, the other part that you said there is like, you can change what your values are. 
right? So setting up a value system, especially just having some core values in your life, I think has a ton of importance in the way that you make decisions, right? So that's that's what I talked about with a lot of my athletes is like, if you can set your values up, your decisions become very easy, right? Like you have less decisions to make and your your choices become very simple. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of where, where he goes is he's, you know, your, your choices determine what your values are, right? So that's where we talk about kind of that authentic perspective is like, there's a lot of people that can say that they value something, but your choices are gonna really reveal what your values are, right? So you can say that you value fitness, for example, but if there's, you know, something better going on, I'm going to do that instead of workout. I'm going to skip my workout to go do whatever. Right. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, we talk to my, my athletes about that all the time. It's like, Hey man, like you say that you value playing in college, right? That's one, something that you want to do, but you're not doing the things that it takes to be able to do that. Right. right. So just being authentic with that, I think is huge. Um, and understanding how to set up what those values are. But, so why why do you think that people say that? Let's like let's take one of your kids for example, who's like, yeah, I want to be D one. Like, okay, cool. You say that that's what you want to do, but nothing that you're doing shows that you actually value that. So where do you think that that idea of I vow I want this comes from if they don't actually value it? Yeah, I, th I think there's a couple. I think there's a couple of things behind that, right? Like the first one is th they think it's cool, right? Like I want to be D1 because kind of what we talked about before, like I want to be on TV. I think it's, sure. I see the excitement. Um, I want people to know that I play at that level. Um, so I think there's, there's definitely a group that fits into that category. Um, I also think there's a group that just doesn't know what it takes. Sure. You know, I think and I think that's where I fall in as a coach is like I I need to make sure that you understand, right, that if if you want to play at this level, here's the things that it's going to take to get there. Yeah. Um, I think that's our job as coaches is to make sure that that we understand that. And again, if it's if you value that. All right, cool. Here's the choices that you're going to have to make. And here's the sacrifices that you're going to have to make to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think that's that's, you know, the part of it. And then the third group is just like. I'm not willing to do that. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't want to do, I don't, I'm not willing to sacrifice those things and that's fine, but don't, you can't say, you can't have it both ways. You can't say right. that you value right. and you desire to do this, but then your choices don't match that. Right. So it's kind of finding that, that balance in there. Yeah. I would agree. I would say that, that some, some people just want it. Like I've told you before, like the only reason I ever want to make it to the games is just for the free stuff which is a terrible yeah. reason to try and make it to the games. But so like I fall, it, you know, that's partly a joke, but like I would fall into that first category where it's like, I don't actually want to put in the work. I don't actually want to be that in my life, but yeah. to have the status of that would be cool. You know, yeah. um, the people that don't understand what it takes, but, and I think that's, I don't know. It's hard because I think any one of those three categories are people that, like we talked about, they can change, right? So like the people that just want the status of it, maybe they get into it and they're like, man, I actually enjoy doing this. You know, like I actually like this and like how I feel. And yeah, I am noticed or I am talked about, but I actually like what my body can do now, you know? Um, or the people that just don't understand what it's going to take. And I think that's the one that kind of weeds out a lot of where it's like yeah i wanted this but i didn't realize this is what it was going to take so i just i'm not into it but it also shows that people like yeah i didn't realize this was going to take but i'm willing to do it you know yeah so yeah i'd agree with those yeah because I, I think there's definitely people out there like i've i've seen it for sure is like you've got athletes that will do anything that you tell them to do yeah and this and, and they weren't doing it before just because they didn't know like they mm -hmm. didn't know that it took X, Y, and Z, like, I didn't know that I had to do this or whatever. And then you like explain that and you start to show them other athletes. And it's like, Hey man, like here's a dude that's already there. Here's what he's doing or here's what she's doing. Like, this is what it takes to get there. And they're like, Oh, okay. And then yeah. that's when you can kind of create that buy-in or you find out that, Hey, like, I'm just not willing to, to do that. And that's fine. Um, you know, and we talked about it before, like your, 
you know, making sure that these athletes understand like your, your value as a human doesn't come from your performance. Yes, like that's absolutely. Not, that's not what defines you as a person. That's not what defines you as good or bad or successful or non successful. Like that has no, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but we need to really figure out and dig in and decide what your, what your true values are. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause like I said, then, then your decisions become real easy, you know, like, Hey, do I want to sleep in? Do I want to wake up? Well, if my desire is to play at the next level and that's something that I value, there's not a decision. Like this is what I'm doing. Um, and, and you can take that into real life, right? Like if you, if you value, you know, we, and we, we went through that in the college, college area, right? Like we, we had a value system in college as Christians that, Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna drink. This is something we're not going to do. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity came, it was real easy to be like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like there wasn't a decision to be made. Yeah. Um, and again, that's not for everybody. I'm not saying that's what everybody should do, but I, I do think it's important that everyone has a set of values in their life. Yeah. Um, do you have like some core values? Do you, do you have any like just that you've thought about and set up or? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, I, first of all, I want to go back to what you said. Like two things. One is defining want and value, right? I think the people that you can want something but not value it because if you value it, it will impact your decisions. If you want yeah. it, but you don't value it, it will it'll impact your decisions in the way of not doing things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yep. like there's want and value. But the second thing, which I, I love what you just said was like when we made that decision in college, it wasn't because we think thought drinking was wrong or whatever. We just wanted to set a different standard, but that when we were faced with the decision, we didn't have to question what we were going to do because we had already made the decision outside of the individual circumstance. Right. Right. And so bringing that into, you know, training and athletics and sports and fitness, if you can do that, if you can, I value this and I'm, I'm purposing this, that when the decision comes that you have to make it, it's already been made. You don't have to sit in that moment of what you're feeling, what you're experiencing and go, what am I going to do? because you've already made that decision because of what you value outside of that circumstance or outside of that moment that you were very, um, uh, what's the word? Like, all I can think of was like stoic about it, but you were like, you very weren't, you weren't affected by the feelings and um, circumstance itself to be able to make yeah. that clear headed decision. Yeah, no, that's huge. Um, I, yeah, absolutely. Making that decision beforehand. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so, because if you do wait most, like you may be able to, you know, fight the emotional response a few times, but at some point, if you don't have that system in place, like when the emotions come and you really want to do something, like eventually you're going to fall in and do it. Right. right. Like if you don't have that system and, and like that bigger reason of why I'm not doing these things mm -hmm. or why I am doing these things or whatever, like there has to be a bigger thing pulling you towards it or the emotions eventually like we're humans are emotional beings right so at some point those emotions are going to control you um if you don't have a bigger a bigger why yeah and i think i i remember i don't remember i was just reading this a couple days ago but somebody said like the the best way to get positive um change is to do something or believe in something bigger than yourself and i think that can be expressed in all areas of life but specifically here like especially on you for you of like a sports team you know like if you believe in your team more than you believe in your own glory that's going to drive you a lot harder and a lot further to work harder than to well if i go to the gym today when i don't feel like it i'll get praise as opposed to if i if I ditch out on my workout today, I'm going to be letting my team down and everything yeah. we're striving towards, you know? And so like having something bigger outside of just, I get something out of this. Yeah. And you see that like with the, like, again, I'm uh, obviously around a lot of military people here. Like you see that in the elite military oh, sure. groups, right? SEALs, Green Berets, Rangers, Delta got like, it's all about the team and the guy next to you. And like, those are the dudes that they look for. Like if mm -hmm. you're an individual mm -hmm. and you're a selfish person at all, like you're not in any of those groups. 
Like yeah. You're not going to be in the elite group because, yeah, obviously you have to be fit and you have to be smart and you have, like there's certain skills that you have to have. Um, but if you're not a team, a team person, a team player, like you ain't getting in. Yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't want you. Yeah, no. Um, do, you, um, do you do you know the name Simon Simon Sinek? Yeah, you know that name. I saw mm -hmm. him do this talk one time, and it was he was talking about he was he was he used the example of the seals, but he was talking he was applying it to like businesses. But he was like they they took the the Navy seals, and they had like high performer, low trust, high performer, high trust, low trust, high performer high trust, low performer. And he was like, obviously everybody wants the high performer, high trust. But if you can't have that man, what they would rather, they would rather have a mediocre performer with high trust because, yeah. and you know, and he brought it up to say like, these, these men, these people are going out and they are putting their lives on the line and if you can't trust the guy beside you, if you're both not into the bigger picture of what you're trying to accomplish, you're both going to fail. And he was applying this to businesses, but it's the same idea of sports, of the military, like you said, of like, if you go into a mission for the sole purpose of getting a medal out of it, someone's probably going to die on your team. Yeah. But if you go into that to fulfill the mission and keep your, your team alive, you all have a much better shot of succeeding, not just with the mission, but also surviving the mission. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's huge. Um, obviously in the team sports arena, it's pretty easy to, to see the, the value of that, especially in football. Um, mm -hmm. you know, everybody says it's ultimate team sport. I agree. Um, you know, so having having those types of kids and creating creating buy in as a coach is definitely a challenge because um, we do live in such like a self-serving world yeah. Um, yeah. that it's hard. And, and I think it's getting harder, right, to like convince 16 to 18 year old kids like it's not about you, man. It's about the team. It's about these guys and yeah. you need to sacrifice for them. And like that's tough. It's it's getting harder to teach those kids that. um you know, doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means that we have to adjust as coaches and make sure that we're doing the right things. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think it starts with like, like that's what I've always tried to start with. That is like making sure that I'm doing that first, right? That I'm yeah. being the example of that. Like I'm trying to serve other coaches. I'm trying to serve these players because um, I think obviously you can't tell somebody to do something that you're not willing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's kind of where it starts on our end as coaches for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, he, just going going through this toughness piece. Uh, you know, he talks about character first, right? You have to have the right character. You have to have the right values. That's kind of where toughness begins. If you don't have those values, if you don't have that character set up, um, you know, then everything else kind of crumbles on itself. Mm -hmm. um, second, one he talks about is capability, and essentially, it's like the more that you can do, the more valuable you are to yourself and to the team and to the world. Um, so like being able to do more things, um, you know, he uses the example in the book, I think of like being in the woods, right? Like if you can't build a fire, create, uh, you know, a weapon to be able to hunt food, understand how to get water, understand how to navigate land. Like you, you have to have the more skills that you have, the more valuable you become, the longer you live. Sure. The fewer skills you have, the shorter that you live. Um, so he just talks about like the value of doing, doing hard things um and learning new skills right and obviously in the crossfit world that's certainly huge um there's so many different skills and new ones come out every year i think in the open or yeah especially yeah. in the games for sure that you have to have um so i guess talk about kind of your experience and what what you think kind of the value of learning new skills in your world well i think it i mean it's it's funny that you say that because i was just reading something today um there's a guy that i follow who has no connection to CrossFit, but he's a, he's a, uh, he's a personal trainer, but he also travels around and does, um, like kettlebell certifications. He works with John Russon, but he oh, okay. put, um, his name, his name is, uh, Clifton Harsky and he works with John Russon with, a um, pain-free performance specialist. 
and he put up this um it was a diagram of a guy running straight and a guy or sprinting straight and a guy sprinting at a curve and he he just talked about like the differences of what like the leg and the hip and the ankle have to do sprinting at a curve as opposed to sprinting forward and he was like basically he was like the only time that we are resist and i don't know if i necessarily agree with this but he said the only time we resist gravity is in the weight room but his point was like with the diagram of like watching how this guy how he hit his foot and what happened in the hip and the ankle to do that at an angle and how that translated into other things and so you saying that of learning new skills like i was thinking about that like training somebody so for the open you're never going to have to sprint at an angle right but for semis maybe for the games most likely you'll have some sort of sprint in a in a curved manner and i was thinking about that of like his point was like you can train sprinting straight you can train sprinting curved and it translates into other things all that to say there are so many things that you can benefit from even in CrossFit of learning new skills that may not even show up in CrossFit, right? So like yeah. an example would be somebody it, well, I don't know, it was like five years ago, there was this video of all of these high caliber, like games athletes at CrossFit mayhem. And I don't know if they were warming up or as part of their workout and they were trying to do single unders and none of them could do it. They all could, the double unders they could do with their eyes closed, but they could not do single unders, which later comes back because now we have workouts with just single unders in them, but learning and maintaining skills that may not even be applicable to what you're doing, but transfer over into other things, right? So I yeah. think learning new skills, especially in my sport, is crucial just because you learn your body better, you learn how to control your body better, you learn how to control an external thing, whether that's a load or a rope or something else. Um, it's it's crucial to succeeding in CrossFit. Like, yeah, we have our staples of cleans and snatches and rope climbs and all these things, but even still, the better you learn how to do weird dumbbell movements, the better you'll be with the dumbbell movements that we currently have, you know? Yeah. So I think it's massive. Yeah, I think there's a really easy translation into into the gym for sure. Um, and and even like my most basic athletes, right? At least once a week, even like the middle school kids, at least once a week, like we're going to challenge a position in a different way, mm -hmm. right? Like we may, instead of doing just a walking lunge with, you know, two dumbbells or maybe a barbell on your back, like, hey, we're going to hold a D-ball and bear hug today. Yeah. Or, hey, we're going to hold one dumbbell and we're going to do a suitcase or we're going to front rack one dumbbell or we're going to go overhead and a front rack, you know, like, so there's a lot of different ways. And and like you said, kind of, that's not necessarily a new skill, but it's challenging you in a different way that you haven't necessarily been challenged before. Um, so there's a really easy kind of translation to the gym. The other big point that he makes with capability is like how important it is to be like self-reliant, mm -hmm. right? So I don't have to rely on someone else to help me all the time. Um, and I think that's a huge one for sure. Right. Is like in order, if, if you're going to call yourself tough, right. If that's something that you've, one of your values potentially, um, like you have to be self-reliant, you, yeah. you shouldn't have yeah. to rely on other people to help you do things. And the more self-reliant, like not that, not that it's wrong to ask for help or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Um, but the more that you can do on your own, right. The more self-reliant you are, the tougher that you become. Um, and probably the longer you live too. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we definitely see that, you know, certainly in the gym, in the gym world, in the CrossFit world, in the performance world, sports world, um, you know, the, the more, the higher skill set that you have and the more self-reliant that you can be and what you do, um, certainly the more value that you have for sure. Yeah. So I think that's a big one. So character was, was the first one again, values, your choices, determine your, uh, your choices, determine your values capability like what are you able to do and just being self-reliant forcing yourself to learn new skills doing those hard things um and and a lot of times just like in life i think we shy away from that right like we don't want to learn new skills we get very comfortable in the things that we're able to do 
it's easier in the gym, I think, to challenge yourself because you'll have other people doing stuff or like, hey, I want to try that. Or maybe there's a movement in a workout you haven't done. And, you know, so you get challenged that way. And I think you and I specifically probably handle those type of challenges much better than like, hey, we need to go do something like outside of the gym. Um, that's a new skill. And right. like we probably shy yeah. away more from that, you know, because um, there's there's definitely things that I've thought of that I would like to try to do, but it's almost like you're like scared of it. And, and yeah. I'll make excuses yeah. like, oh, I don't, I don't have time to do that yet. Like, I, if I, I can't really dive into that right now. Um, and it's really just an excuse of like, I'm a little scared to do that. Yeah, for sure. Or, I don't want to be a beginner anymore. Yeah. And I think that's, that's usually people's reason is, is that they don't want to be bad at something, which is crazy because all of the things that you're good at, you sucked at at some point, yeah. you know? So like you're living proof against your own argument that you have to suck at something first to be good at it. But we're scared to do hard things because we don't want to fail at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a good one. Um, you know, and that's something that like as a parent that I'm learning now is trying to get my kids to, to do some of those things. And, and I've put, I've put a few things in place at the house to like encourage them to do things that are hard, um, that are challenging for them. Uh, because again, I, we live in such a world of comfort. Like you have to intentionally do things that are hard, mm-hmm. you know, like you could literally, if you wanted to never leave your house and live a perfectly normal life. Yeah. Um, in the comfort of your own home. So like you have to be very intentional now with doing things that are challenging to you that put you outside your, your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's a big one. So character capability. Um, the third one he talks about is capacity. I think that's probably the one when people think about toughness, like I think that's the one they think about, like how, how much can you handle, right? Like what, what are you able, what are you able to withstand essentially? Um, which is a huge part, you know, especially in your world, right? Having having capacity, you hear about all kinds of different capacity, but like the capacity to deal with being uncomfortable and being in pain, um, you know, like that's a huge one in your world for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I know that his book was meant not just towards like weightlifting or sport, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like think about that of like the more things that you can take on, the and it goes back to the more self-reliant you can be, you know, but yeah, I mean, in our sport, like the word capacity gets thrown around in everything, your gymnastics capacity, your aerobic capacity, your anaerobic capacity, like your capacity for all of these things. So like in sport, in our sport, it's literally our sport is geared up to be being the best you can be at as many different possible things that you can be good at. Like that's, that's what it boils down to, you know? So, but again, it goes back to also learning new skills, right? So if I, if I'm only good at five CrossFit movements, if I'm ever in a workout that only has a certain number of those CrossFit movements, but it's got any other movement thrown in, I'm in trouble, you know, but the more things I can learn and the more things I can improve on, the better my CrossFitting will be, but it's going to take time. It's going to take practice. It's going to take resiliency. It's going to take failure. It's going to take um, making the decision that even if I fail this today, I'm still going to come back and try again tomorrow. So it's that, that is a level of toughness that has to be practiced. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's definitely, I, there, I think there are certain people that are predisposed to handle like handle being uncomfortable more than others for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's levels of that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely like that stuff that you have to be able to definitely practice, put yourself in situations that, and then that's the sucky part, right? Cause in practice, putting yourself through that, there's not really a reward that you see. Right. Um, right. Like you're, you're seeing that reward down the road, hopefully, but um, you know, sending it on assault bike sprints, uh, for 20 minutes, there's not a reward when you get done with that other than just laying in human fluids when you get done. And hopefully some uh, pizza at the end. <laughs> um, 
but it shows up later, right? When you're doing the workout at, at the games or at, in a competition yeah. or something like that, like that's when you, you know, kind of reap that, that benefit. Um, yeah. I mean, in the sports side, similar, right. And, and the, really the capability and capacity piece are similar with, with athletes that, that I work with. Cause it's like the more things that you can do to help the team, the better. Right. And the more, the more things that you can take on, the better, right? Like if you, I, I coach receivers, right? If you can run, if you run a go route and that's the only route you can run, cool. And I can put you in maybe three, four times a game. Right. Yeah. Right. I can for a play. Um, if you can run a full route tree, all right, cool. Now I can keep you on the field in all passing situations. Mm -hmm. If you can run a full route tree and you can block, all right, cool. Now, now you can stay on the field all the time. Right. So you have all the skills, then the capacity comes, right. You have all the skills, but you don't have the, um, you don't have the wind, right? Like you don't have the aerobic or anaerobic capacity to stay in the game because you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. You got to get better shape. Right. So now if we can increase your capacity with the capability that you have, now you're on the field every single play. Right. Right. And now you're a weapon. Um, so that's kind of what we try to try to go through with these guys is like, like you've got to, the more things that you can do, the better. Um, and that applies to, you know, basketball too, right? Like I was a girls basketball coach for a long time. If you're just a shooter, I can't really put you in, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to play defense. You've got to be able to block out. You've got to be able to, you know, understand what we're doing on defense. You've got to be able to to do these other things. Um, you got to be able to handle the ball, take it to the basket, make a layup. Um, and then on top of that, like you have non-sport skills, right? Yeah. If you're a great leader, cool. Now you can play a bigger role on our team. Um, if you'll do the laundry for us, you become more of an asset to our team, mm -hmm. right? So there, there's all these little things I think that probably get overlooked. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the, in the sports world, for sure, the, the more things that you can do and the more things that you can handle, um, you know, the more valuable you become very easy to see in the training world, right? Like the more stuff that you can handle in training, um, the better you're going to be. Um, and that's yeah. why we talk about the importance of recovery and all those kind of things. Like if you can recover from an incredibly hard workout on Wednesday and you can get enough sleep and eat enough food and drink enough water to where you can train hard again on Thursday, like you're going to be a lot better athlete than, Hey, you're crushed and we got to take basically a day off on Thursday and hopefully we can train again on Friday. Right. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of elements to it. I think that, that we can apply in our worlds for sure. Um, you know, on, on both of those ends, the capability and the capacity piece. Mm -hmm. you know, that one's, that one's pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, and like I said, I think when most people think of toughness, that's what they think of, right? Just the ability to handle hard stuff. Yeah. Which obviously there's value to. Um, so character, capability, capacity. The last one he talks about is commitment. Um, and the question he always asks there is like, what are you willing to do? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, like that one is where you kind of go back to like the values thing. Like what are, you know, is it really important to you? What are you yeah. actually willing to sacrifice or what are you actually willing to attempt um, to, to make this happen? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what ties into our goals conversation before um, is like, what are you, what are you willing to do? What, what kind of things are you willing to, to do to make that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, like what you just said, like that, that circles around to what you value because if you don't value it, you're not like, let me ask you this thought. Actually, I'm pretty confident. I know what your answer is going to be. You've heard, I think you've even said how you do one thing is how you do everything. Heard that. Yep. You heard that. What are mm -hmm. your thoughts on that? I, so I think when I originally heard it, I was like, yes, that's fact. Mm -hmm. But now, I, now I'm like, as I've gotten a little bit older and started to think about those things, I think there's elements to it. Um, but I, I hope that that's not true to be honest. Thank you. Right? right. Like I hope that, I hope that I don't put the same amount of effort and emphasis on, I don't know, cleaning the gym floor that I do with my family exactly. and spending time with them. Yes. Not that it's not important, not that you don't do it. Like I think that there's elements to it where like, I, I always want to do things the right way. Right. Right. In, in everything. Like that's a goal to like everything I want to do the right way. It doesn't mean that 
it takes the same amount of effort and energy and focus to wash a dish than it does to go outside and play with my kids. Right. There's, there's different values there. Um, but I still want to make sure that I wash the dish correctly. Right. Right. So I, I think there's elements to it, but yeah, how one thing and everything I don't think is. Yeah. I and hope it's so I bring that up because like you just said, like it, in our space, we're talking sports, right? These are sports. These are athletic endeavors. It's not life, right? right? Like you said, like great example of like scrubbing the floor should not be anywhere near loving on your family, right? Like how you scrub the floor, the intent behind how you scrub the floor, your aim for how you scrub the floor should all be excellence. Same thing with your family. But the effort put into that is not going to be the same thing. One, because the task isn't that hard. Right. And two, because the importance and the outcome of it isn't on the same level, right? Right. So when you commit to something, you're going to value it more than something that you haven't committed to. You know, like if I've committed to doing a competition with somebody, it's very different than me committing to go see a movie with somebody, right? right. Like we can go see the movie any other time. Shoot, we could probably wait three months and just stream it at home as opposed to the competition that we've paid money for, we've prepped for, we've, um, it's only on one date at one time. We've only got our certain heats, you know, that's a very different commitment. So the value of it should be higher. So yeah. the things that you commit to the value of them, or I, I would say, however much you value them will determine how much of a commitment you have to them. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I think, I think that's a lot of coach speak, right? Like a lot of, you hear a lot of coaches say that, um, and I just think we use it incorrectly. Like, um, yeah. like we heard our coaches say it. So now we say it and it's like, we never really thought about like mm -hmm. what it actually means. Um, there's a lot of that. We should do a whole freaking podcast on just dumb things that coaches Coach say. Sayings. Yeah. Um, like we have stuff all the time. I'll hear coaches be like, focus, lock in. It's like, what is that? Like they don't know what that what does that even mean? Like, am I supposed to like look harder? Right. Like, I, don't, I don't understand what that means. Um yeah, so stuff like that I think is just stuff that we've heard. Um and I think that there is some like value to that. Like a lot of people have heard the I think it was like the Navy Admiral or whatever that talks about like making your bed and the mm -hmm. importance of making your bed. Um and that's kind of his point is like, hey, like do the little things right. Um, right. and, and like I said, I, I think there is value in doing those things. Um, but like you said, it, the, <laughs> you can be real mindless in cleaning a floor or like, there's a lot of mindless tasks that you can do and do well. Um, but it's that focus and intentionality, um, you know, that, that you should have on the things that are important to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like you said, I think that goes back to like where your values are and, and kind of set those up. Um, yeah, so let's kind of let's circle back to that because I, I think the I think the values piece is really the like crux of the whole thing. I think without that, everything kind of crumbles. Um, and and I'll just kind of give. So I, I did a lot of this was probably I don't know two three years ago. Um, I had listened to like several podcasts about it, um, like read some stuff about how to set goal or not goals, but like how to set your values and. Um, so the, the basis of what I got is kind of having somewhere between three and five, like core values. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when a lot of people hear values, they think like honesty or like character or, and, and there's nothing wrong. Like your values are your values, right? right. Like they're, they're personal for you. That's fine for me. I'll kind of give you what my, th I have three. Um, and I was trying to make them all like, uh, I don't know what the word is. Alliteration. Let's start yeah. with the same letter. Is that, yeah. is that the word? Yeah. Um, so like my first one was like family first, right? Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, my family is always going to be the driving factor in everything that I do. Um, so if, if there's again, an opportunity to like go watch my daughter play basketball or like 
pick up an extra shift at work, like I'm gonna go watch my daughter play basketball. Right. And there's not a it's not a thought, right? Like it's there's there's no uh, decision making process. Like it's it's pretty simple. Um, so that that's one. Um, and then the second one for me is is fitness. Um, and I, I think I have it as fitness forever. I have it written down. But really, the point of that is like that kind of ties into my family. Like I I always want to be able to do like whatever my family needs. Like I want to yeah. be able to protect yeah. them. I want to be able to like play with my grandkids. Um, like I've seen like my grandparents kind of deteriorate before they passed away. Um, and like, I never want to do that. I never want to be like that. I never want to yeah. get to a point yeah. where like, I can't pick up my grandkid off the floor. And I, I know that that is probably going to happen at some point. Right. But I don't want that to happen at 70. Right. Like, I want that exactly. to happen at hundred. Right. Like, um, so just like being around and, and especially since I've like become a dad, um, you know, like being around for them as long as I possibly can is mm -hmm. so important. Um, so just like, and, and being in the space that I'm in, like, I understand the value of fitness being able to like, you know, stand up out of a chair and walk around and like do things without falling and like, um, so that's a big one for me. Um, and then my last one, which I couldn't think of a F for, um, but the last one is just matter. Like yeah. I want to matter to the athletes that I coach. I want to matter to the people that I interact with, um, like to the world as a whole. Like I want to be someone that matters, that has a purpose that's bigger than myself and bigger than, you know, just what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those, those are my three. Um, so the reason I, I share those is like, those are like the things that drive my decisions. So like if, right. if I have an opportunity to do something that involves one of those three things, like I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if I'm supposed to, I don't know, can't think of a good example, but if there's, I have something on my calendar, but then it comes up and I like have an opportunity to go somewhere with my family or I have an opportunity to like help a kid out that I coach or, you know, something like, like, I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. if I go on vacation, like I'm going to work out, I'm going mm -hmm. to have fine time, make time to try to keep my fitness together. Um, I'm going to try to find time to help kids when I have an opportunity to help kids. Like, so that's kind of what we've been talking about here is like those three kind of core values in my life set, it's like set my schedule up, like set, set everything that I do. Um, in motion, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, so no, those are my three. Do you have you have any that are kind of that you've set up? Um, I think I mean the most recent ones were um, like I just wrote down like my coaching values, and um, so I'll share those. But I think I think that what you said is like that that is the whole point of having values of of deciding on values is because they drive your decisions, right? Yeah. If if you don't have anything that drives your decisions. You're going to, some days you'll make this decision. Some days you'll make the exact opposite decision. Right. Yep. And nobody likes somebody that's inconsistent. So, yep. but even for yourself of just like being the same person all the time and just being who you are, your values help determine who you are, which help determine your actions. So, yep. um, but yeah, so my, I have three coaching values that lead everything. So the first one is be a human being coaching human beings. Like, and the whole point of that is that I'm a person, they're a person, they have a history, they have dreams, they have fears, they have families, I have fears, I have families, or a, fam a family, um, I have dreams, all of these things. So like, they're not just sets and reps and um, energy system training, right? Like, they're, they're people that matter they're people that outside of anything athletic they do they're still human beings that have hearts and minds and that getting to know them as a human one helps give them dignity but two it will also help them be a better athlete because if you can relieve some of the human stress from athletes they'll perform better yeah. So that's, that's my first one is just being a human being, coaching human beings. My second one is deliver client results, which again, you know, 
if I'm being a human being, I'm, I'm hopefully earning trust with this other human being, but I can very easily lose that trust if there's no results happening from me being their coach, right? Like if, if I'm not getting them what they want, I need to figure out what the problem is. If that's their, they're misunderstanding me, I'm not communicating well, I'm just doing it wrong and I need to fix it, like whatever that is. So getting them actual results, like you want to be faster at running. Cool. If you're not getting faster at running, we need to figure out why and take that responsibility. And then my last one is just helping them live larger lives. So, and all that means is like from their time working with me that hopefully they are pursuing and growing closer towards their goals and their dreams and having a life that they can look back on and go, I did it. And that, that can look different for everybody. Like some people that's standing on top of a podium, some people that's walking upstairs without pain, some people that's just living, you know, their parents both died at 50 from heart diseases and they lived to 60, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, that they, their lives are, are fuller and have a higher, I was going to say value. I feel like we've used that word. Um, but really just the value of living is higher from, you know, working with me. So that's, those are my three like coaching values that drive what I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I, th I think those things are, are hugely important and they're easy to um, like and, and knowing them for you, I think, is important. Right. Because there's certainly days where you probably don't feel like that. Right. Where you feel yeah. like, man, today I, I blew it. And you can go back to those and be like, hey, all right, like tomorrow, here's my goals. Let's like remind myself of this is my purpose, because um, there's certainly days, um, you know, you have them as well as I do. But, you know, where you wake up and you're just like, man, I. I don't want to do this today. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I don't have the energy. I'm not motivated and sleep good, whatever it might be. Um, but like being able to go back to those and know them, um, and, and be able to kind of pull yourself out of that funk. Right. And yeah. just remind yourself yeah. like, Hey, this is why I do this. Um, like these are the goals that I set out. Um, but, but I think, you know, again, when you're determining those, It's not something that you should rush into doing, right? It's something that you have to really think through um, and think about and make sure that you're, that, that they're authentic to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we talked at the very beginning about like, you know, you can change your values and that's absolutely true. And I, I think it's a hundred percent okay to start thinking about like, Hey, I would like my value to be this, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would like myself to value these things. Um, and then from there, like you put a process in place to get there, right? Like, hey, if, if I if I want this to be important to me, I have to start acting like it's important to me. Yeah. W what are the decisions that I can make that will make this feel important? Um, so, yeah, so I, I think, you know, having literally taking time, sitting down by yourself, like, you know, obviously talk to people, talk to friends, talk to people around you. You know, one of the things that, that helped me was like I asked people like, Hey, if, if you looked at me and looked at my life, like what, what would you say that I value? Yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. a really valuable question that you can ask people. Um, like, Hey, based on the decisions that I make, what would you say are my values? Right. Um, and, and if they say something similar to what you actually have thought about, that's great. If they don't say anything that, that you've thought about, then we may need to like rethink what, what the values are. Right. Um, but like making sure that, that you have those in place because like the decisions that you make are so important. Um, you know, and especially like, obviously I work with a lot of high school kids, like tell those kids, like one decision can ruin your life. Like literally one bad decision can ruin a, a lot of your life. Mm -hmm. So be very careful with a, who you hang out with and be like the decisions that you're making. Um, you know, so we talk about like the value of decisions and how important those decisions are. So having that system in place to make those decisions makes it a lot easier. Right. Um, right. So I, I think there's, 
I think that's important to, to really take time and think about those, um, determine kind of what those values are going to be for you. Again, I would try to make it, I'm not an expert, I'm not a psychologist. I would try to make it in that three to five range for most people um, and, and make sure that it's stuff that you can, that you remember. Um, and then I would like ask people, ask people what, what they think you value. Mm -hmm. That would be my kind of three, three takeaways. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I like that. I think that the, I, I really love the asking other people one because he, we all have our blind spots, right? So, mm -hmm. but if you, if you ask, like, if you ask my wife, what do I value? She'll be able to rattle things off. She knows me, right? And like you said, like, hopefully she says the things that she thinks that I value that I actually do value. Um, because I think that that's such a, a much more clear mirror and picture than because we can also talk ourselves out of it. Like, yeah, I value this, but just that one day that I didn't do it, you know, like we can, we can talk ourselves out of it, but sure. somebody else going, no, from what I've seen, these are the things that are important to you. You know, I, I, yeah. I think that's the, the best one you can do is find, find your, your group of people, your tribe, if you will, and ask them <laughs> and be like, Hey, what do I value? and let them and just and be okay with what they say right right because if it is what you value great you're doing a good job in living your values if it's not what you say or if it's not what you want then just use that as a chance to like course correct like okay right. what why am i not doing this or where is that that blind spot that i'm not seeing and don't don't like the worst thing you can do is ask them for that ask your friends or family that question and get mad at them. Right. Like <laughs> you told me the truth. I'm mad at you now. Yeah, you know, I hate you. Yeah. yeah. But like be humble enough to go, okay, thank you for that. And now I need to figure it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, again, it's okay to adjust as you go. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, you know, I think as you get older and as you, you know, grow in life, like there's your values potentially could change. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, just being sensitive to kind of where you're at, being able to, to, like you said, course correct on things, um, and, and reestablish values. But I think, you know, I think the, again, the important thing is having, having that system in place, um, so that you can make good decisions, um, you know, regardless of kind of where you're at in life for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. I like it. All right, bro. Well, good, man. Well, I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. We'll, uh, hopefully we can get this one uploaded. I apologize for not being able to get a, uh, podcast out. We've had some technical difficulties, so hopefully I can get this one out. Um, but yeah, tune in next week and we'll try to try to get another one out to you. Sweet. Thanks for listening to the unlocking athletes podcast. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow comment and review. If you are or know of an athlete that truly has the desire to maximize their potential, please follow at EAX underscore Athlete Academy and send us a message. We do in-person and remote training for athletes in any sport and would love an opportunity to be a part of your journey. Until next time, be an example you want others to follow, be intentionally grateful every single day, and be the hardest worker in the room. Let's have a day.